This is the Brian Suits Show. AM 770 KTTH. Uh, good morning, everybody. Happy Groundhog Day, if we say that. Pretty clever of me, don't you think, uh, right here in the 6 a.m. hour to give the time as 6.03 on February 2nd. 2024, because then, you see what I'm doing, Greg? I'm I'm setting us up that we can just roll this hour again at 8 and just walk away like, like a couple of medieval Renaissance lords. We'll do this show over and over and over and over again. And that would be a comedy bit. Until we get it right. Dang it. Um, and so if you're missing it and uh, you think it's a thing. Or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. Okay, you probably also pinch people that don't wear green on St. Patrick's What's Day. What's with the Tom Petty in the background, too? That was... Running down a dream? <clears throat> yeah, which is, uh, you know, with an artist full of bad songs. Excuse that's one me. of his worst. Yeah. Or you heard me. Reason to hide. Take. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. But I'm in a bad humor because of that... Pig, the, the fur pig, or whatever the grin, uh, and who named it? I, I don't know, but it's a fur pig, and and it said no snow, and and it was funny because my my plans have altered significantly. Uh, me and the fourteen year old, because I was wondering what is it, what does it look like? What's different when it's an emergency declaration in Portland versus uh, normal? And the 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 alternatives were uh, the new snow bike thing at Sequamee. Or go see vagrants under an emergency degree. And oddly enough, she chose new snow bike thing at Sequamee. So, but there may be no snow. Sequamee, your kid's sense of fun? So Sequamee is, is like 3,500 feet. Um, and the snow has gone away as, as we speak. And then are we, where? what's our status on the atmospheric uh, river? What, what's oh, the latest on it. that? I'm against it. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in favor of just calling it a storm. And uh, but you know if we're not going to name them, just call it a storm. But but uh, anyway, it's it's drizzling. But uh, we'll we'll see. It's it's not going to snow anywhere below five thousand feet. So for drizzle, my nizzle. <clears throat> um, well, in a totally not uh, funny way, um, who's in favor of playing a news conference of uh, superstar singer Michael Bublé, the crooner Michael Bublé on mushrooms? That'll be coming up. What is that? He he did. I think the biggest hit he had is. Uh, Oh, you'll you'll recognize it when when we play it. Did he is he solely responsible for bringing back the crooner genre? Isn't he kind of a crooner? Yeah, he's he's like a he's more of a Dean Martin than a Frank Sinatra. Okay, and all that. Well, just you wait, Iran. We we got a little something for you. The president will not tolerate attacks on American troops, and neither will I. Our teammates were killed by radical militias backed by Iran and operating inside Syria and Iraq. In the aftermath of the vile Hamas terrorist assault on... That was, by the way, for the record, this is not a, a time warp. That was on Monday when he vowed uh, that they don't tolerate this. And now five days later, here we are not tolerating it um, and, and stuff. And, and if 16 years ago tells us anything, there is nothing new under the sun. That old Beach Boy song, Bomberan. <laughs> Do you remember when McCain I couldn't said understand that? a word of that? What? It was John McCain when he was joking about bomb, 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 oh, bomb, bomb, Iran. Iran. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Well, now, okay, now that I know what he's saying, now, now play it again. <laughs> okay. This is like what year? It was a Q and A in the mid nineties presidential campaign. <laughs> that old, uh, that old 
Beach Boys song, Bomberan. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't think that's O2? the official policy of the Biden administration? He, he ran in 02, right? No, he ran it. Well, he did, but uh, he was the main candidate in 08, I believe. Um, he first lost to Obama. Yeah, because he wouldn't take the gloves off. He wasn't a winner. It was one of the worst campaigns I'd ever seen. But uh, exhale. Uh, anyway. Um, well, so the administration is either we're choreographing this to minimize casualties on their part, the way that they did when they shot ballistic missiles at al-Assad in Anbar province uh, after we whacked Qasem Soleimani, or Biden's just really bad at waving the big stick. He, so he's carrying it. At least there was a threat that, that Teddy Roosevelt would actually hit you with a big stick. But there's apparently zero threat that Graham Potus is going to do this, but he is out there dropping those funky, fresh, um, self-deprecating rhymes like I've he did yesterday. I've been doing this a long time. Like, like he did. This is in Detroit yesterday. This is uh, from the uh, How to Be Trump. Be self-deprecating about how old and feeble you are. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, I think I think he thinks he hears more laughter than there is, or something. And and by the way, sometime this hour, um, and I'm glad it's the last day of the week. He's going to be at uh, Dover, Delaware, Dover Air Force Base for the return of the three KIA from last Sunday. He and the doctor, Doctor Jill. And just to remind you all, um, two years ago in the summer, when the 13 Marines and soldiers were killed at Hamid Karzai International Airport in the middle of Kabul, when the their remains were brought back, he actually told one family whose Marine son was blown apart by the suicide bomber that they knew was coming, that his son died in Iraq. I mean, and they said that in front of Congress. They said, he, he said, my son died in Iraq. And the woman was so sort of taken aback. And this is, and I mean, I'm standing by for this today. But his son, his son died of a relapse of uh, brain cancer at Walter Reed in a hospital room in the Washington, D.C. area, um, which beats the crap out of a... a crappy, nasty street in Gizzardella. Um, so I, 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 I take it a bit personal. But uh, So he already said this by speakerphone to the family of one of the soldiers, and he, he takes a, a, a comforting phone call, then he has to tag it with the fact that he knows all about this because he lost his son in Iraq. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir. We understand. The parents overcome with emotion. When and I mean, I, I I get that. He lost his wife and daughter in a car accident in 1973. That's horrendous. Leaving him as a you know widower with two sons and a brand new settler. So, I mean, I, I get the that. The president reveals how their daughter will be honored. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. Thanks, that is sir. the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, lot to me. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. My, I know. my son spent a year in Iraq, and that's how I lost him. 
I don't recall losing a lot of military lawyers back in the day, but... To me, uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he died on, on Mount Indictment or whatever. It's not his, it's not Bo Biden's fault. I mean, he stepped up, he served. He could have not served or he could have failed a, a cocaine test like his younger brother did and just been out. But what, what Joe is doing with the memory of his son or, or what people around him are, are doing by not pointing out to him that you didn't lose him in Iraq. And he, he, unless he fell into a burn pit, and he, he was 50 miles from the nearest burn, burn pit. <laughs> which, which, by the way, an, another another jag, uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, a tangent um, uh, on this. The bill that he signed last year about, I forget what it's called, the, the uh, unknown burn pit bill, it's sort of the Agent Oranging uh, of Iraq and Afghanistan. The PACT Act? Yeah. The, the, is that what it's called? PAC, so. Yeah, the PACT with the Soldiers Act. And what it effectively says is, and, and they will not stop mailing, they will not stop robocalling, the whole thing. You can go and say, um, um, my knee uh, hurts or uh, my headaches or whatever, you can you can if you give people a green light to make a claim that they have some breathing problem that can't be diagnosed, they'll just say, "Okay, we'll burn pit," and they will do it. They will do it. They they will come take your money if you keep mailing people stuff that says, "Where's your claim?" Hey, go online and register for the PACT Act. They will do it. Okay, and all I can tell you is. Me and 150 other guys were guarding Saddam's plutonium dump at Tuatha, the the reactor that the Israelis bombed. And to make it even better, we had a burn pit there, and we would burn wood pallets and chem lights. News to me, but they burn. If you get the fire going, a regular party rave chem light, throw that in the fire, it burns like gasoline. And really nasty stuff was coming up. But not only were, were we kicking around uranium in the soil, but uh, we, we had a burn pit just to make the party happen. But And so anyway, what Bo went through, he had cancer before he served. He had to pass through a medical board. He had to uh, sit in front of the medical board when he was in remission so that he could be direct commissioned uh, as a military lawyer like like. Uh, um, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, as a JAG, a judge's advocate general, he goes to Iraq. It wasn't a straight year, but but anyway, never left the green zone. Because why would you when you have, have an office and stuff? Comes home, he's great, but then the cancer goes back into remission. Did it do it because of the 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 burn pit? I I don't know. No one will ever know. But to say, um, as, as, if I can do some Latin here, post hoc ergo propter hoc. After this, therefore, because of this, it's like saying, uh, well, I had my car accident after the last emu died in New Zealand or whatever. It's it's putting together uh, two things. And, here, you know, I've, I've successfully managed to irritate myself and ruin my own weekend already. It's not even 9 a.m.
This is yet another example of Joe Biden turning other people's stories of tragedy or grief and making them about himself. Well, he's done Corn over Papa's a bad dude. and over and over again. And it's one of the worst things you can do when consoling <clears throat> someone. Because what you're really saying it, is, I'm a I liar. Know, I know you feel bad, but I, I need this opportunity to talk about myself. Yeah. And he will, he will like Zelensky comes to uh, the White House. Biden gives him a coin. And somehow brings up his son. Right. Well, yeah, my son died at uh, Avdiivka fighting the, the Russians or whatever. You know, I just, it's just, but, you know, I, I pray I never have to experience the pain of losing that many family members. So I don't know how I, I would react, but I would, right. my grip on the truth would remain, I believe. Mm -hmm. Pretty good with that stuff. And so I think it's time because, you know, I, I'm pretty proud of this one. I, I put some work into it. I, I did I did some I put some fade fade in, fade in and fade out. You flog the emu. I, I usually I usually just do those jump cuts, but I did some fades in this morning's morning montage. Groundhog Day edition. Mm -hmm. President and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces. An early spring is on the way. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting what else? Including the hooties. A fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. Of course not, Senator. In this uh, country. Senator, that's ridiculous. No, it Senator, is not ridiculous. Uh, you want to... Taylor Swift fans, they are, they're elevating her to an idol. If you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. DCYF chose to leave a newborn baby with his father, despite the father having a criminal history and history of drug abuse issues. So I don't like that. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Shame on you, Walgreens. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> Right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, we wrap up the week. We learned it's official. Axios says that his favorite show is the uh, notorious softball league called Morning Joe on MSNBC. I guarantee the TV cut of the week, he is not going to see. He, If someone says, did you see that uh, angry Boston Mother of four, uh, that woman who's been shut out of her community center because your illegal alien, aliens are there. He he hasn't seen it. There's an official boycott on it from his closest handlers. He will not see that woman. And and you know if he's wondering where where the black voters go, well you can run it by this one. You know you were just on the street, yes. and I saw your outrage. Yes. Why are you outraged? Because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children, our, I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know? And we really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong, it's great that they want to help the immigrants, but what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends, they're getting what else? 
I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, but this is not the answer to help them. And before you're sitting there saying, well, maybe you need some counseling on family planning or whatever, just remember, she'll be voting probably. She, but she, the way she sounds, I'm not going to mark her down for uh, for Biden, and so he's not going to hear that. By the way, and uh, and speaking of uh, of immigrants, the the five the five that they can identify that they've arrested of the fourteen that were seen on video beating the tar out of two New York police are out of jail. Four of the five are out of jail. And where are they now? Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. The other four were uh, evidently they hopped a bus to California and not like Greyhound, not a commercial bus. The word this morning is there's a Catholic charity that offers free bus rides across the country, and they're not going to cooperate with police. If police say, what was the bus, where it stops, what's its schedule, they're not going to cooperate. So, I mean, at this point, you deserve what you get in New York. Listen to CNN's John Miller quite literally stun the hosts at CNN with what he said about this case, and particularly I the in the individuals here. I went over their rap sheets yesterday. Multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. <laughs> That is awesome. Isn't that incredible. Put that on repeat. Speaking of Groundhog Day. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you it's that simple. It's that simple, folks. Um, like the weaponization of felonies by raising the price to $950 that uh, Gavin Newsom brags about. Thing is, you can steal a 72-inch OLED big screen from Costco every single day. And get arrested for it every single day, but you will never go to jail. You can you can have 365 of those by the end of the year, but you will not have one day in jail. Besides the time it takes to fingerprint you and show you to the door. Um, do that crap in Texas. Okay, it's a higher retail threshold. It's 2,500. And Gavin Newsom's like, oh, we have, we have the 10th the toughest. Greg Abbott said, do that once in Texas, you're in jail. 2,500 bucks, you're in jail. And you hear that. New York is just like California. I mean, so they came up from Venezuela with all their gang tats, crossed into Texas. Abbott did the good thing, and he sent them to New York or Massachusetts. And because the word's out in Venezuela, Ecuador, Mexico, Honduras, Honduras, Guatemala, that they don't prosecute you in California uh, Massachusetts, the East Coast, uh, New York, 
for retail theft, and you can turn right around and fence it. Turn right around and sell it for half its cash value. You, you don't think they can translate English into Hispanic, <laughs> into, into Venezuelan? Well, yeah, they can, it turns out. Uh, back in a second, a checking of your texting. End of the week, so make it good. 800-465-8770. The checking of the texting in a second here on AM770 KTTH. KTTH with apologies to Michael Bublé all, all day long. I don't know why I didn't think of this. It's pretty obvious. My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. And I'm feeling good. You've heard this song before, haven't you? It's not his, it's yes, a cover. It's a great James Bondy uh, video. But uh, no, he belts out a tune. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. You're not having a bad day if you uh, look that up on the YouTube. Feeling good, uh, remastered Michael Bublé, and it's it's um, <clears throat> uh, B U B L E, the little French, uh, the thingy, the switch thing with the e. Oh the, yeah, that thing. The emphasis, the put the emphasis on the right syllable. But it's a great song. River running free. I do not have it on my Spotify. Newest thing I added. Uh, uh, isn't there a way that you can share your playlist? I, that's what all the kids tell me. I have to have mine show me how to how to uh, firewall her uh, her internet uh, so I can uh, firewall her internet. Careful when you do that, by the way. Um, like, what's the thing I just added? Uh oh. Sweet Pea by Amos Lee. And, of course, Closing Time by Semisonic, but that was, like, Wednesday. But That's only, like, 30 years old, that song. Wait, closing Time? Yeah. Really? Closing Time? No, it was the 80s. One last call for alcohol. If you're going to do math and stuff, I didn't you know. You know how So, anyway. Uh, well, so, time for a checking of the texting, and I've actually read a few. So, watch out. It's the first time for everything. <clears throat> um, and so 310 says, at this stage of President Biden's life, he probably believes his son died in Iraq. He has told the lies so many times over the years. He now probably believes it is incredibly disrespectful. Uh, it's incredibly disrespectful for those families that have lost loved ones in combat overseas. Absolutely correct. And someone else says, um, it's, um, it's like being the bride at every wedding and the corpse at every funeral. Because, and there is a weird sort of human look at me, spotlight ranger. It's like the opposite of a vicarious enjoyment. Like your twin brother goes to the Super Bowl and you're happy about it because that's like you going there. But, but you don't like other people getting attention at a funeral or something like that. And I, I, I promise you that, that is almost how it is. So it's uh, it, Biden's not going to speak at this thing at uh, Dover. But but I mean he has a track record already from the Afghanistan debacle, 
So uh, there's that. For the record, there is uh, nothing. I'm not seeing any indications from the regular open source channels indicating that uh, where it's uh, 732 uh, in Syria right now. The sun's down, uh, 78% illumination, but it is cloudy and rainy there. And so there's no indication whatsoever that uh, time and place of our choosing really means absolutely uh, anything. So I don't know. The what president will not tolerate attacks on American troops. You see, the problem is that this translates into Farsi and Arabic. And if you don't follow through with this, you lose legitimacy. And neither will I. Our teammates were killed by radical militias backed by Iran. And they high-fived about it. And they're doing videos about it and the whole thing. You and know what buzzword I haven't heard in light of this attack in Jordan? It is unacceptable. Well, a lot of unacceptable talk. It, it, there's a, I've got the unacceptable sandwich. I can't find it The now, new phrase though. is, this is not tolerated. Well, no. Just like Damocles didn't tolerate you sitting in that throne. That's so an he, escalation in verbiage. He put a sword on a thin cord because you would never know when it would let go. Um, Brian and Cheney says, if you want winter hen fruits to give to your uh, revered coworker, Greg. I've never heard this. I, I don't buy this. Put a light on a timer in their coop. I just, Are you buying it or is that fake news? In my experience with the hen's butts, they just shut down like December, January, February. The hens and that butt stuff. Vent is the actual term. Okay. From the 509, Brian, you made my day by playing the Sonny and Cher song on Groundhog Day from the 818. Today is my wife Karen's birthday and she loves a certain clip. Can you wish her happy birthday and play it? Wait, what? Do you know what his wife's favorite clip is? I'll play it for you. Hey, this is library. Oh, I said there was something about a birthday. Oh, okay. Oh, so it is her birthday. So that's her favorite clip. It's from that's Seattle correct. itself, from uh, a, a guy in the Seattle Public Library, where, when a crew of social justice Black Lives Matter people were chanting in a library, the guy had to point out. Hey, this is library. There he goes. Um, and an unidentified guy. And let's see. From the 626, Darius oh. Rucker was nabbed in Franklin, Tennessee. I didn't see what he was in possession of, however. Um, Do you know about the recreational marijuana laws in Tennessee? It's got to be legal there because it's such a music uh, mecca. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. A lady in Sun, lady Sun Valley says, you made my day playing the Sunny and Cher song. But, I mean, you get... Have has not everybody seen Groundhog Day by this point? I don't know. It's been a long time. I, since I think it came there, out. there there may be people that are not uh, not down down with it. But anyway, that's at, at the very not not the very beginning of because <clears throat> the movie opens up with Phil Connor doing a weather cast. Um, it's his first morning waking up on Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. It's clear and snowing. And that's why those guys—it's uh, supposed to be a wacky morning duo, um, and all that. And then, and then he gets a little bitter later on. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. I, for one, am very grateful to have been here from Punxsutawney. This is Phil Connors. And it's—I don't know if that if that character is double funny if you know people in the industry, but I mean, he nail—he nails it. He's just an arrogant guy an arrogant gent who's a weather 
caster full of himself and uh, the whole thing. I often thought if Harold Ramis had gone a different direction with the soundtrack of that movie, it could be totally interpreted interpreted as like an Ingmar Bergman film. Existential. Maybe. You know, spiritual. What morning show starts off with uh, uh, I Got You Babe at 6 a.m. here right. on W Punks or whatever, but... Um, uh, anyway, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to watch it this weekend because I, I mean, you get to a point, and that this movie's at that point with me where I could write verbatim from memory the script. Oh, for sure. But my kids are at an age now where they're about ready to see it, and there's almost as a cinephile, there's nothing that gives me greater joy than watching my kids watch a piece of art that I've loved for so long and see their reaction in real time, because then you get fresh eyes. It's one of those movies that that we were so bored this one time in 2004 and 2005 that we would watch Team America over Mm -hmm. and over. And we watched a pirated bootleg DVD copy of Team America, and it still resonated. I never laughed harder in a movie theater than in Team America, World Police. And our PSYOPs guys would play it on speaker. They'd play the song, the theme on our our way out of uh, Checkpoint 6 out of Baghdad on the way to a raid. We would play play the Team America song. But, I mean, on, on Groundhog Day... If we were being, if we were goofing, we would say, "Don't drive angry. Do not drive angry." So <laughs> when he, when they're driving into the quarry with the groundhog driving, it's just a, a, a perfect quotable. Now I'm now I'm curious. When you said that caused a chasm between Bill Murray and and uh, Harold Ramis, yeah, what what did Bill what, what did Bill Murray think the movie the direction of the movie should be? Some of this is speculative, but some of it I've learned from interviews that Bill Murray wanted it to be more of a serious film than Harold Ramis, who wanted it to be more of a comedy. Because he he's done serious films. Well, but here's the thing, like they Razor's kind, Edge. It's like met- why. They met in the middle, if you watch that film, and there's a little bit of both, which I think makes it genius. Yeah. And again, some of the best works of art come out of two geniuses working together. And, you know, yeah, it hurt it, their friendship. It has a very serious undercurrent. For, absolutely. Uh, and one last text here from the 858. Brian, have you dudes seen the Zoom call where uh, Hairdo McGungrab is shocked? Shocked, I tell you, when uh, he's in Target and someone walks out That's of the store? That's exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't bother anyone up here. Uh, with that Zoom call because no one knows him want. and we have we have well-earned contempt for anyone from California, so we don't. But okay. no, he's an out-of-touch uh, rich kid is what he is. He he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Well, no, he doesn't. That's why he's evil. He does know what he doesn't know. Um, Zombieland. Have you seen Zombieland? That's another Bill Murray movie. That is a must-see Bill Murray movie. <laughs> and he's not in it till the final third. But uh, anyway, Groundhog Day, I may, I may have talked myself into watching it uh, today. But uh, anyway, we'll wrap things up. Uh, the, the teen hit-and-run bandits, the, the kid, not, the, not the pajama bandits, the, they've been nailed. Of course they're out of jail again already. But the teenagers that were hitting people on Aurora just because it was fun to do. The kids these days with their Tide Pod and their uh, hit adults challenge on TikTok or whatever. This is not a TikTok challenge, by the way, but uh, anyway, we'll we'll get to that. We'll wrap things up. Final check on the uh, local news, local weather, and we'll We'll let you enjoy your Groundhog Day in whatever way you feel like. And uh, I will not be the oldest draft pick the Vancouver Canucks I've ever taken at 48 years old. I know you and you. You're a really good hockey. You got good hands. So it's Bible Day uh, over and over and over. Back in the second AM 770 KTTH.
770 KTTH. Well, it just uh, just proves that the squeaky wheel gets the uh, enforcement of liquor control board laws, wheel or oil or whatever. But uh, the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board will immediately suspend enforcement of its lewd conduct rule after inspections at Seattle LGBTQ plus nightlife venues last weekend drew sharp criticism from such as the Dan Savage and such as uh, during uh, from the community members during two separate inspection sessions on the nights of January 26th and the 27th, law enforcement officials told managers at three clubs and bars, neighbors, the Cuff Complex and the Seattle Eagle, that they had observed lewd conduct violations. Uh, OK, the Amish uh, specifically also said they saw some customers wearing jock straps. And in one case, a bartender's exposed nipple. Nip slip. Wait, jockstrap customers, not not the wait staff, because that would be gross. But Doesn't this story just have more to do with what is sanitary? Does everybody understand what a jockstrap is and where it does not go and what is exposed? Next is food being served. <laughs> Say, can, I'm sorry, can I have another carrot? With the special delivery. Um, anyways. But I'm sorry. Anybody who's <clears throat> been in the food service industry for some time knows, you know, this isn't Vietnam. There are rules here, right? You <laughs> you have to abide by certain standards and guidelines, <laughs> whether it's a heterosexual establishment or a homosexual you establishment. You can suggest that they deliver the carrot like that, but it better come with a $20 <laughs> bill. You better write it on a 50 or something like that. But I know anyway, it's popular to play the victim card here, but I just I didn't understand the outrage personally. Well, it, it's it's for, it's it's from who it's from. Right. Um, it, it's it's not, you know, you, you, I am frankly, if you enforce a regulation against a customer wearing a jock strap and nothing but a thin coat of oil in, in a restaurant <laughs> that I frequent, I will applaud you like a control board person. But if you come into a place like uh, Red Robin, and you you write them up because somebody's 17-year-old son put one foot inside the three-foot barrier, which happens. They do that crap. Then, then I'm going to say, well, what about the guy in the jockstrap? So, okay, but uh, anyway. this goes along with the zeitgeist because in this day and age, some rules and regulations don't apply depending on who you a are, given group's historical victim status. Yeah, and and it's crazy because I, you know, I'm I was unaware that it was this uh, strident about this, but um, my friend owns a tap room restaurant, and the restaurant is everything three feet outside of the bar. The bar is in the middle. It's a standard, you know, you. Square you, and then there's a railing around it, just so that there is a physical barrier that uh, where where somebody under eight or twenty one uh, you know can't go. Well, the the wait staff and you know wait staff can go back there if they're twenty one or older, but the bus pe- peoples, you know, they can't even set. They can't even bring ice up. You know, I I get that, but you know, I'm I'm pretty sure. No one's going to slip them some tequila. You know, they come up with a bucket of ice. You have to set it down and then say, there's your ice there. And then some 90-pound, you know, bartender, female, has to pick it up. And that that's the part where I'm looking for common sense. And, and it kills me to say this, but that's the one thing. The only saving grace about California is 
If you're waiting for a booth at the Red Robin, they don't make you sit there in the foyer in Woodenville with 90 other people on a Sunday night. You can go wait in the BAR because they trust you to not give your baby in the car seat, you know, of an old fashioned or something. So anyway, so anyway, on to. And so wrapping the things up, as I say, not seeing any evidence, the normal uh, evidence that during actual kinetic operations, meaning bombs are being dropped, American aircraft supporting a strike will turn their satellite reporting position reporting system, the ADSB as it's called, uh, off. If they're operating in civilian air, civilian air routes like north and south, past the Middle East, they will turn that on so that other aircraft can see. The, they can't trust the ground air traffic controllers to report their position. Um, but if they have to turn their, their satellite off, they do and they can't. So it could be that, that the the wrath of, of Lloyd or the wrath of Biden is happening uh, right now. Don't know. Like I say, it's 752 there. It's um, the president will not tolerate attacks on American troops. He's pretty mad, I can Get tell you. ready, pal. You're going to enter a problem. Because the deal is, they're terrified about, he has to go to that East Palestine, Ohio tomorrow. And that's bright red Trump Trump country that he screwed over a year ago. Swear to God, true story. He tanked everybody's property values because they had that burn off because somebody wasn't inspecting federally regulated. Bakaria. Uh... Uh, you know, freight train lines, and he and he unleashed the Buttigieg, and that didn't work out so well. He had nothing to say about their home values, where they're supposed to move, you know, or whatever. Now he's going to go there tomorrow and say, "Vote for me," because of all the 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 great uh, grants that have uh, fallen upon you, or something. Or maybe he's going to name it the second state and the two state solution. So you, he's going to move. He's going to give every Gazan uh, a house in East Palestine. Uh, or something. I've made that joke, uh, beaten the crap out of that uh, too much. But uh, anyway, um, and uh, so I, I can't see any weather. Oh, by the way, overnight, I just tweeted this out, uh, the Washington State Patrol missing persons alert. If you don't have a Twitter, if for one reason only, maybe get it. And that's the uh, WSP missing persons alert Twitter feed at Washington State Patrol missing persons alert. A somebody, I mean, well, it'll be time for judgment when, when the resolution is is here. But somebody's eight year old, four foot five, sixty pounds, was walking around the eight hundred block of Union uh, in Seattle last night and is now missing. Um, last seen wearing a blue jacket, khaki pants. So if you see a blonde haired, brown eyed. A uh, four foot five uh, young young male. His name is Anthony Thomas. Um, the state patrol is leading the missing uh, persons search on this. Last seen wearing da -da -da, and where Union uh, uh, South uh, Union Street in Seattle, nine hundred block, around eleven p.m. last night. So, help us help you, and uh, that, that's what's going on. But but, but like I say. Add them. It, it's at WSP Missing Persons Alert. If you are on, add me at Dark Secret Place, and you can follow them. I just retweeted this uh, this tweet. You know, like like I say, we're all thinking the same thing. It's just not the time. But anyway, an eight year old was wandering around the 900 block of Union last night at 11, and uh, is now missing. 
is a at-risk or missing person. But uh, all right, uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Stay out of Portland. Um, stay classy. Stay off the microdosed mushrooms. Um, and if you have not seen Groundhog Day, do yourself a favor. Watch Groundhog Day, followed by Zombieland, and uh, then wash, soak, rinse, repeat. There you go. Um, and uh, talk to you Monday morning, 6 a.m. And we'll talk more about it. Listen to the 6 a.m. hour if you want to learn about the Yakima liquid heroin ring. That's stuff you need to know. Um, and don't let your kids take an Uber to Michigan. Uh, back in 48-plus hours, you do the math, and we'll see you here on AM770 KTTH. Well, what should we drink to? To the groundhog. I always drink to world peace. <laughs>